Okay, welcome to the 24 podcast. My name is Mark Sievercrop, as always, and with me again this time, as always for the recap of the season, is Joel. Joel, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Mark. How you doing? I am doing very, very well. We are on season five, and uh, we spent a couple weeks talking about it, going through everything. Now we want to have Joel's input to finish her up. So what do you think, Joel? Season five. Season five was, if you look through season five, it was by far the most controversial season in 24 history. I mean, just just think about it. Within the first, I'll say, hour, they already killed off David Palmer and Michelle Dessler. Not to mention trying to kill Tony and Chloe. Yeah. Try, try, trying to kill Tony, and they killed off Michelle. They killed Palmer. They tried to kill Chloe. Tried to kill Jack. And that's just the first hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the first hour. We still have 23 hours left. Right. <laughs> so it, it was I, – I don't remember an, another season where so many favorite characters were killed off in such a short amount of time as it was in season five. I can't think of a series that ever did that. I mean, like thinking all through TV, I can't think of any place that any series has ever done that. Oh, let's kill like four of the main characters and then <laughs> exactly. continue on. Not like let's kill them all. It's like, ah, just kidding. We're not doing another season. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, it, exactly. And, and that's the, that's the controversial part about season, about season five. And not to mention that season five was the main season in the Sintox conspiracy. Right. And I've I've studied this Sintox nerve gas conspiracy from the very top of Alan Wilson to the very bottom of the Dawn Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> like I I've studied literally literally every single minor or major aspect of this conspiracy. And the, the the whole the Sintas I think it said Sintas Viet's nerve gas or something like that. Right. The the whole the whole conspiracy, like when it first started, I thought it was just a regular, you know, like bombs and, and um nerve gases and everything from previous seasons. Right. You find it you find it, you get rid of it, you move on. Right. I don't think I didn't know and I don't think anybody really could know how high this conspiracy would end up going. Right. Well, and then, you know, by the... Do we... I don't know if we ever find out... Do we ever find out in season five that Jack's brother's behind it? Do we realize that it's Jack's brother? No. So, Jack, um... Jack, we, we don't... We see Graham. But they don't but say who he is. But we don't know that he's actually Jack's brother right. until later on. Right, so then you know, then it culminates even more and more, and so you just see this guy in this room with these other guys in suits, you know, drinking martinis or whatever, and you're like, "crap, who are these guys?" You know, exactly. Who, whoever they are, they're giving they're giving uh, orders to the president. So, yeah, and and he kept referring he kept referring to to him as Jack Bauer, and you know, if if he's his brother, you know, you say Jack or or Graham or you, you refer to him as first name basis. Right. He kept referring to him as Jack Bauer, right? So, so we we would assume that he was just somebody else who wanted, right? You know, I, I wonder if Logan ever even knew. Uh oh. Uh oh, we lost Joel. Hold the phone. Ten minutes in. Hello? Hey, Mark. 
Hey. Well, I, th- I think that was our technical difficulty for the for the month. <laughs> I think that was mine. I think my Skype shut down on me on my phone. <laughs> I don't know what to do yeah, with that. I, 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 th- I, th- I think that was you that time, but it seems Sorry. like it always happens when we start talking about this conspiracy. I know. <laughs> Alan Wilson, that's what it is. I'm telling Punk. you, I blame Alan Wilson. Right. Anyways, carrying on. Uh, let's see. Right before it died, I said... Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So did did Logan even ever know that Graham and Jack were brothers? I don't think he even knew. I don't think he knew either. I, I think I think he just he kept referring to him as Graham, right? And he never made any personal references to Jack being his brother. So I don't think I don't think Logan even knew, right? And I, the one thing I don't think we found out in season five was who found out Jack was alive, right? Like you, uh, did you you saw the prequel to season five, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With we him ne- being chased found- and the motorcycle yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, we never found out who was driving the motorcycle. We never found out who was driving the car. Those, those are those are two indiscrepancies in season five that I don't think we ever found out. Right. I mean, was it was it Walt Cummings that found out he was alive? Was it Graham? Was it Logan? We never found out who found out Jack was alive. I kind of think it was Graham, probably. I, I'm pro- I probably think it was Graham too because he he looks like he has the connections. Right. Well, and and, um, and we find out in uh, you know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but we find out in season six that um, he's the one that gave gives Jack back to the Chinese at the end of season five. I mean, he's the one that gave him the info so that they could grab him and take him off to China. Yeah. So. So obviously he had the connections to be able to, you know, do quite a bit of stuff. So I, I you know, looking back on it now, I, I think it was probably Graham, and maybe, well, we won't get into that. We'll we'll wait till season six to talk about everything like that. But yeah, um, but I mean, not 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 get not getting ahead of not getting ahead of himself. But um, now that you mentioned that, it did bring back something. Um, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, in season in season six, when Graham was being tortured, he said that he's this is not the first time he's tried to have Jack killed. Right. And he was the one that brought Jack in, out of hiding to take the fall. Right. So that 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 leads me to believe it may have been Graham that found out that Jack was alive. Right. And but, he knew he knew he could get him to show back up if people started dying. Yeah, he he knew he knew which buttons to push. Right. And you you kind of you wonder, was Logan in on it all along, or did he come in at a later point in the conspiracy? Right. Because th- there, was a, there, was a, there was a lot of time where I just thought Logan was a bumbling idiot. Right. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't think until about halfway through the season that um, – you know, he's actually a, a mastermind in the whole thing. Right. Well, and I think in some ways he was kind of a bumbling idiot. I don't think he was as a part of it as you sometimes think. I think, well, I mean, you look at it and you have Graham who basically is powerful enough that he basically hints to Logan at the end of the season that, you know, you need to kill yourself. You know, we can't be found out and Logan's going to do it. I mean, so exactly. <laughs> you're pretty dang powerful if you can tell the president of the United States, "Hey, you need to uh, you need to go ahead and end, end your life," and that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And exactly. the president pulls out, you know, a Colt 1911 out of his drawer and gets ready to do it. You know. Yeah. That that that'd be that'd be kind of awesome to have that kind of power. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But only yeah, use Mr. it for Pre- good, Mr. President. We don't need you anymore. You right. go ahead and kill yourself. <laughs> Thanks for everything you've done. Thanks for your service. And, uh, yep, we're done. <laughs> so in the beginning, we have, um, you know, we have these murders, um, you know, the assassination of Palmer, the the bombing that kills Michelle and almost kills Tony of, or uh, Chloe running. And then, you know, you have, you have this Jack Bauer who is reluctantly back in the service, but obviously you can tell um, was prepared for the day that he might have to be. You know, I mean, he... When he realizes when Chloe calls him, he, uh, you know, has a bag ready, you know, and, and basically is ready to leave right then. And so it's interesting to see see this Jack because this is kind of 
this is new for us in 24 in this season that, you know, Jack's really, I mean, you get it a little bit, I guess, in season two, but really Jack's completely out of it. I mean, he's, he's away from everything. Everybody thinks he's dead. And when he shows back up, you know, he's pretty much kind of an independent contractor, if you will. You know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to take, uh, he doesn't have to take orders. You know, as a matter of fact, when they're in the airport, he's talking to Bill and he actually makes the comment, you know, I don't work for you. And I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah, I understand this, Bill. I don't right. work for you. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that you know, that's a different dynamic. That's a, that's a different side of Jack that we haven't really seen much of before that. Yeah, I think I think at the end of season four, when he faked his death, um, and he picked him up in season five, like you said, he already has a, he already has his bag of weapons ready. You right. Know, he has a he has a hidden compartment where he keeps the bag. Right. You know, that that doesn't sound like somebody who's prepared to be dead for the rest of his life. Right. <laughs> so he kind of has. Th- I, th- I think he knew at some point, you know, there was a chance that he could be found out. Right. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he had a, a sneaking suspicion that the likelihood that for the next 40 years nobody would know who he was was pretty small. Yeah. And he knew enough stuff about enough stuff that, you know, and you wonder if he thought that the government was going to come after him or if he was afraid the Chinese were going to find him somehow. You know, the the Chinese yeah, guy, I, what's his bucket? I can't remember his name now, but, you know, he makes the comment, you know, that, you know, China never forgets. And I think Jack knows that. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- and I think if you and I think if you remember the prequel to season to season five, when Chloe's telling him that somebody accessed her autopsy. Right. Without, without her being able to stop it. Right. I think Jack kind of knew then that, okay, somebody somebody is desperately trying to find out if I'm really dead or not. Right. Right. So I, th- I think Jack kind of knew that something eventually was going to happen. Right. Uh, and especially when it has to do with the, the Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, the death of their, of their consulate. Yeah, they're so not he, giving up. He... he he knew that he knew that if he that as long as he was on American soil, the Chinese were gonna the Chinese were gonna look for him. Right. And he was and totally think, if he, if he got out of if he got in the United States, he was totally out of luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because China's a pretty big China's a pretty big place. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, China's one place you don't want to go to war with. No. And I and I think Jad knew that. Right, especially especially knowing that he had no backup. Right, you know the, the U.S. government's not gonna stick up for him, so he knew he knew he was basically all alone. And I think that was something refreshingly new about Twenty Four, is because for the first for the first time really, you see Jack start the season pretty much alone. Right, like he he started the season with. I mean, you saw it a little bit in season two, but he started this season with nobody to turn to, nobody mm-hmm. to call for help. Everybody thinks he's dead. Yeah. And within like an hour, all of a sudden, his whole world is is back to chaos again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you have him for like what half of the season, basically. Kim doesn't even know he's alive. You know, and he basically says, "Let's keep it that way." You know. Because his idea was, you know, I got drug into this, but I'm going to figure out, you know, who killed Palmer or who's responsible for it. And then I'm leaving again. I'm going back in the hiding and I'm disappearing because if I don't, you know, I'm in danger because I think he knew the Chinese would find him sooner or later if he, you know, starts walking around. And then I think it was just the pain of Kim having to deal with everything again. He didn't want her to have to deal with it. I think he had got to the point in his life where it's like, he probably really felt like Kim was better off without him, you know, without all the, the stress and the, the struggles and the, you know, being put in danger and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we, and we kind of, and we kind of saw it later in the season when, when Jack and Kim finally had their confrontation. Right. I Kim, think... Kim was happy that he was alive, but right. You know, it's like she said, there's something seriously wrong with people like you, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and 
you you see the look on Jack's face when she says that? Yeah. It, it's it's like he it's like he knew. Right. But but the, but at the same time, to hear it come out of your daughter's mouth is it, that more is that much more devastating. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I you know I think even since you know early on you know even probably the end of season one he he realizes he's like man you know this this is not this is not ideal for a daughter to have to go through all this stuff you know it's not good for my family it's it's really not but i don't think he realized the extent of it until you're right you know kim says you know there's something wrong with people like you and and i really don't want anything to do with you you know and and that's too bad it's sad because and i and i I think I think that the whole death of Terry um, changed the whole dynamic of the Kim Jack relationship. Right, right. Because because you saw it in season two where she didn't really want anything to do with him mm-hmm. at the, at the beginning anyway, <clears throat> and all the way up to season five where you see a much more mature looking Kim. Right. You know, you you can see the progression in her look and her demeanor and everything like that, and it's it's such a contrast to the Kim we saw in season one, right? Who was just happy to see her dad back and you know didn't want to leave and everything like that. To the Kim we saw in season five, who really didn't want anything to do with Jack. Which how much how much time has gone by by the time we get to season five? Seven years, six months. Okay. So if she was 16, now she's 23, maybe 24. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, so, she's an adult now. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's around the 23, 24 stage, and right. um, and just just to see that, just to see that dynamic, you know, we find we find out that Chase left her, right? Um, because Chase is just like kinda, Jack, which we called. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which kind of bummed me out because I like Chase. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Um, and you you could see it even when Audrey, because Audrey wanted to tell her before Jack got there. Right. I right. mean, she told she told Kim, you know, your father's alive, and you would expect, you know, a big smile and oh, thank God and everything right. like that. And Kim just had a just an a, expressionless look on her face. What? <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Right. But I, I, I don't think, and and to be honest, with the whole history of Jack and CTU, I don't think Kim was surprised. Right. That's why she had that look on her face. She was like, she was like, you got to be kidding me, kind of look on her face. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that that was a telling sign between Jack and his history at CTU and twenty four and just the kind of person Jack has become. Right. Because Jack, Jack goes through a whirlwind of emotions throughout season five. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, from... from, I mean, you the look... That the, the call that he gets from Chloe at the beginning of season five... Right. And the, and the look on his... And the look you see on his face when Chloe says, don't hang up. Yeah. And he kind of knew what was going on. Right. And... All the way up until, you know, the look he gets on his face when he's in Christopher Henderson's home, mm-hmm. and he shoots Christopher Henderson's wife in the leg, and Christopher Henderson tells his wife he can't tell right. him anything. Right. And Jack just had this look on his face like you don't care about anybody. Right. All the way up until the point where he found out that the president was the one behind the whole thing. Right. The president was the one behind the conspiracy the, the 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 assassination of Palmer everything went through the president right and i i think personally season 5 was my second favorite season of 24 it's a good season it's a behind, great season. season 7 of course but right everybody likes season 7 i can't wait to get to that we're getting close yeah it's it's hard to believe that we're already on season 5 yeah well, it seems like it seems like we just started recording last month i know it's been a while um (laughs) so let's see i'm trying to think of the the highlights of talking what we want to talk about here but one of the things that really intrigues me um in season five and i guess it's not really a major major character but there's a 
it makes a big impact on the season is Lynn McGill. And his, like, I don't know if it's, like, schizophrenia or just, like, being crazy. But the guy, like, loses his mind over and over again over little stuff. Yeah. And it's an interesting character. It's, you know, he's he's very, I don't know, trying to peg him. It's like he's very by the book. I think I think really what it comes down to is he will do whatever he's told to do by his boss, whether he thinks it's right or not. You know, yes. his, his, what he feels about it is irrelevant in his mind. It doesn't matter what I think. If the president tells me to do it, by golly, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think Lynn, Lynn McGill was the perfect example of the, I guess, the, the boss who takes orders from the higher boss. Right. And really can't, and really can't handle the position that he's in. Right. Because you, you can see him as the season progresses that he gets more and more stressed out and his ability to handle it becomes less and less evident. Right. You know, it, it got to a point to where everybody in CTU was starting to notice that Lynn was losing it. <laughs> yeah. Which... You know, at the, the point where he's yelling at Audrey in the in the office. Right. And you see Curtis and everybody looking up like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, and then when he gets to the point where he's like screaming at people to arrest Curtis or Bill or whoever it was, you know, yeah, and, was, uh, and Curtis is like, I and... can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he wanted he wanted Chloe and Edgar arrested because they were um hacking his right. his computer to send a message to Secret Service to warn them of the Subarals being attacked. Right. And he found out about it and he wanted them to arrest Chloe and Edgar and escort Audrey out of CTU. Right. Well, and yeah. and and Curtis was like, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> So That's a great, they wanted, great line. They wanted, they wanted them to arrest Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Curtis, he was like, if you do that, I will draw my weapon. Right. Puts <laughs> his hand on it. Yeah. That's awesome. He, yeah. uh, you know, and, and he's, he's a guy that he takes, he takes orders extremely well, but he is unable to analyze, you know, potential threats, you know, over and over again, you know, Chloe will bring something and be like, you know, this is really important. And, and we got to remember by this time, Chloe's been you know, at CTU for what, probably five years. You know, I mean, she's been there a while. And and everybody everybody knows that Chloe's the best system right. they have. Right, and and she she can recognize a threat when it happens. You know, so she she comes to him with all these things like, hey, you know, we get this threat that the you know the the president of Russia might be attacked, and he's just like, that's not important. And she's like, oh, I kind of is, <laughs> just a little bit. He is the president of Russia. Right. I mean, you know, it, kinda, just a little bit important. Well, and she's able to tie together that this has something to do with everything else. You know, I mean, we have these guys that are rushing in the, the airport early on. You know, we have this guy that we're chasing, um, you know, Erwick or whatever that was, you know, Russian. I mean, she, she recognizes the connection, but he's just like, no, no, we got to chase Jack, which, you know, we learn later in the season that a lot of that we have to chase Jack crap is pushed by Logan because Logan wants Jack out of the way because yeah. he knows Jack will find out sooner or later. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you kind of wonder when when Jack came in and finally confronted Walt Cummings. Right. And after that whole thing was over and Logan told Aaron Pierce to get Walt out of, out of his office or whatever and he told Jack that <coughs> He wanted Jack to stay on to help with the crisis. Right. Okay. And he said, and th- and this was kind of telling to me, he said, I'll reinstate you and give you everything that you need. Right. It's, it seemed like a, a harmless comment at first, but when, when I heard Jack's conversation with Audrey right after that, where Audrey was like, if you do that, you will be exposed. Right. You know, people will know you're alive. And it kind of makes me wonder, was that Logan's intention all along? Right. To let everybody know that he's alive. Because if everybody knows that he's alive, guess who else will know he's alive? Right. The Chinese. Well, you know, and looking back now, you wonder if that was that was Graham, where it's like, hey, you know, use him. You know, 
put his name out there. Make sure everybody knows where he's at. That way, you know, at some point, whether we get a chance or the Chinese get a chance, somebody's going to get a chance to grab him and get him out of here, you know? Yeah. Because like Graham said later, you know, I it's not the first time I've tried to kill you, and, you know, I should have done it when I had the chance. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think Graham, you know, and we'll get more into him in season six, but, you know, he really is a coward. I mean – he didn't want to. He didn't really want to at the time. I don't think. I don't think he had the guts to kill his brother. I, I think he preferred that it, the Chinese take care of it, you know, and he could just wipe his hands of it. But yeah, exactly. You know, he 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 learns, you know, later on that he just should have done it. It would have saved him being tortured. But <laughs> it, it, exactly, you, you could you could tell you could tell by his reaction when he finds out that that Jack is back in and. Los Angeles from the Chinese prison that that you know he's like I should kill him when I had the chance right and 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 that's the thing is because regardless of regardless of what you try to do eventually Jack is going to find out right I mean it may it may take no matter how long it takes him he's going to find out right and I think <clears throat> especially the the dynamic between him and one other one other part was between him and Audrey's father. James Heller right you know that that was the last season that James Heller was a secretary of defense right so and it's kind and it's kind of weird you know just and later on like season nine this year that you know he's coming back as the president after the way his his political career ended right it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of odd to see that because you don't see that too much right yeah It'll be interesting but, to see how much of a backstory they give on him, to see what happened. Yeah, it, it'll be kind of interesting to see if they if they mention that, right? Um, because it was, it was really a small part of season five, but right. at, at, but at the end of the day, it was a significant part of season five, right? Um, and and the whole the whole thing where Jack, <clears throat> excuse me, Jack and Logan, their confrontation, Jack Jack and Logan had the perfect hero villain relationship yeah they did like i I, th- I think i think jack and logan were were perfect for each other <laughs> <laughs> because jack jack is the hero that that always does everything right and tries to serve his country and logan is the political villain who's a coward and can't do anything for himself right and I th- I think season five was the ri- was the first season where the 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 presidency of the White House started to to go downhill. Right. It started to really, um, because I mean there were scandals during Palmer's presidency, but you never looked at the presidency as a weak spot. Right. But he wasn't involved in it. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't involved in it. There were just scandals going on around him. Right. You know, and, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say, I was, I was just gonna say. You know, speaking of Palmer, I season five. One of the things that I loved about it was, you know, you kind of get, you know, to me, I really start, I, I started to like Wayne again in season five. You know, because before that, Wayne's kind of the political, you know, what's best for the president and what's best for me kind of person. But in season five, you kind of see this different side of Wayne, where it's like. Wow, you know, here's a good guy. Here's here's the guy that I could believe was David Palmer's brother. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he, you know, over and over again, you're like, wow, nice. You know, he's they tried to kill him three or four times. And <laughs> I love the comment when Jack's like, no, it's too dangerous. You can't go with me. He's like, Jack, I will Marine. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just some wimpy kid. And, you know, Jack responds with, yeah, but you never saw combat. And Wayne's like, well, yeah, that's true. But... I'm still a Marine. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still a Marine. I can do right. what I- <laughs> they com- They give you combat training even right. though I wasn't in combat. Right. And, you know, so- it's – I think – I love seeing Wayne like that. I love seeing this guy that's worried about something more- bigger than himself or his career um, and-, and what might- people might think of it because that's-, that's the Wayne that we saw before this. I mean – that's all he cared about was, you know, what's most what's most important for your political career, David. So to see him change and to kind of move into that role of, you know, really being, I mean, once you get to season six, he's a lot like 
David. You know, and and it's nice to see. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think because before before season five, you know, he wasn't really concerned about his political career because he you you saw in season what was it three right yeah season three he tried to resign like three or four times right <clears throat> amid amid all these scandals that he was involved in so i think he was more concerned about his brother's political career right because well, be- before anything else you know he's still david palmer's brother right so i think i think that's what he was concerned about more than anything was mm-hmm. his brother's political career and you could tell in the, in the beginning of season five <clears throat> that he knew something was wrong. Right. You know, he he even called him on it. He called David on it. He was like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And before David had the chance to say anything, of course, he got shot. Right. But I think I think that lit something inside of of Wayne. I think so, too. Well, and- Kind of like when Terry's death lit something inside of Jack. Right. And I think this is just kind of a side comment. We, I, I don't plan on going into it, but I just had the thought. It's like, what was up with David Palmer and having these people around him that were willing to do literally anything to help his career? I mean, you have Wayne and you have um, Sherry, who hated each other, but at the same time, you know, both of them would kill people to help Palmer. <laughs> so, yeah, so, something was, about that family, was, they were just, they, they were dedicated. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was kind of misguided in in, in some right, parts, but right. you you kind of you kind of got the sense that you know even 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 Mike Novick to an extent <clears throat> that they would do anything to help preserve David Palmer's political career. Right, he had some and good people around him. Well, dedicated people around him. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were dedicated. That's right. one word for it. Right. And you you even saw the look on Mike's face. I mean, Mike Mike and David had a, had a, a a rocky relationship over the last couple of years. Um, but you saw the look on Mike's face when he found out that Palmer had been assassinated. Right. And you know you could tell by the look on his face that he just he just lost a friend. Right. You know they they kind of they kind of made amends in season four. Right. They kind of buried the hatchet. Of, so to speak. So by se- by season five, you know it, it was kind of okay. I just I just lost a friend. Right. Well, and I I and, think that you know as you watch that you realize that I really don't think there was anybody. I I don't even think Jack that had more respect than than for Palmer than Novick did. No. I, Jack's the closest one I think, but I mean you could just tell that Novick held Palmer higher than anybody i mean you know to him you know palmer was the epitome of what a president should be you know and even though you know like you like you said palmer basically told him at one point you know i don't ever want to talk to you again because you know you betrayed me you know novick yeah he i mean they were friends i think and i think it was um just the deep deep respect he had for him yeah and mike always you know, even 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 when he went up against Palmer in season two, it wasn't because he he had lost respect for Palmer. It's he he was he was ultimately doing what he thought was best for the country. Right. Even even it, it had nothing to do with him. You know, all of a sudden not liking Palmer or right. losing respect for David Palmer. Right. So I think by the time season five rolled around. You know they had buried the hatchet. It was 18 months after season four, so you got you got to kind of figure that you know maybe they had kept in contact since then. Right. Um. So I think it hit him. It hit him harder than probably even it hit Jack. Right. That that Palmer was gone. And you look through you look through season five, which. By the way, I, I noticed that season five is the only season where the CTU director that started the season finished the entire season as CTU director. Right. I love Bill. Bill's yeah, great. Bill. <laughs> Bill's awesome. He he but, did uh, um, you know, and I think uh, I think was it uh, I think it was Josh and I that were talking about 
you know, his resume must be interesting because, you know, he got he started and ended, but in the middle there he did get fired. <laughs> and then reinstated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got he got fired and then reinstated and um put in holding and Right. And you <laughs> feel like it was you feel like it was forever, but really it was like he got fired and three hours later he was back or something like that, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, it was it was it was about two or three hours. It's like he got enough time to drive home, change his clothes. No, just got his just took his tie off basically, I think. And uh, then yeah, Chloe shows up, and putting, then because he was putting a holding, so right, he he didn't actually leave the property, right. So you know he he probably got a got time to get a little nap in, right, <laughs> right. And then he's back on the floor. Yeah. Surprise! Just kidding. <laughs> so let's uh let's let's uh move to the end of the season here and, and talk about that a little bit. There's two things that stick out to me at the end of the season. And I guess this isn't really at the well, it's pretty much at the end of the season, but you have um Jack bringing the evidence to Heller and then Heller, you know, basically saying, "Okay, thanks. Now I'm going to go do what I want with it." And you yeah. know, just, you know, basically saying yet Jack I'm not doing what you say to do I'm gonna go confront Logan and at that point you're like Heller are you this naive really I mean and even Jack says that he's like you're not gonna make a deal with him you can't make a deal with a guy you can't trust him you know but Heller tries and uh that backfires horribly yeah and so but you know that was interesting to me the look on Jack's face when when Heller does that is just you know to Jack, there's nobody really in the government he could trust except for Heller. Exactly. And then Heller turns around and starts playing politics, and he's like, "What are you? What are you doing? You know, this needs to go straight to the attorney general. You know, we can't mess around with Logan because, you know, this isn't going to work." <laughs> yeah, and and I and I think that you know Heller, Heller didn't really have any malicious intent when he did that. No. No, so he he was he was doing what he thought was best for the country, right? You know, because for it to come out that their president was involved in the, in the day's events and the whole scandal and everything like that would have crippled the country, right? Yeah, that would have been bad. So, so he he had good intentions. It's just not what the right thing that should have been done, right? And that's what Jack was trying to and that's what Jack was trying to convey to him, right? Well, and it's it, it's hard it's hard to it's hard to believe and hard to remember that. Season five technically was supposed to be Heller's death scene. Oh really? If you oh remember, yeah. If you, yeah. If you remember in season five, he drove his car off of off a of cliff. Right. So we we all thought Heller was gonna die. Right. You know no 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 more pre- no President Heller. You know. Well, at the we end, th- they do say they've got him out. They do tell Audrey that he was alive right at the end. Yeah, right right at the end, they do tell tell but, him that tell audrey that he's alive but but they leave you three hours or so of thinking that you know there's no more or you know james heller (laughs) when it when it when it first happened you know especially based on the fact that we've already seen the deaths of david palmer michelle dessler edgar styles so we just thought it was another main character that they were killing off (laughs) yeah we as well we totally believe that david fury and howard gordon and joel cernow and and those folks would would kill david heller or David Heller, James Heller. Yeah, we we just thought that they were going to kill off all the main characters right. except Chloe and Jack. <laughs> so, and even then, we weren't sure about because they killed Tony. So, it, <laughs> or so exactly. we thought. So we thought. Yeah. So so we thought. Right. And they they killed they killed off all these main characters. So we thought that James Heller was dead. Right. Right. Until that we actually found out that he was alive, but. Jack, Jack kind of finally realized that, okay, if if, if this is if we're going to uncover this conspiracy, I'm going to have to do it myself. Right. Because Heller is the only person in the government that I trust not to be turned. Right. And even Heller apologize, apologizes later when he's on the phone. Right. <laughs> he's like, Jack, I was I'm wrong. sorry. Yeah. You know. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it kind of – it comes full circle for Jack because CTU is not really you know they're trying to help but they're not really doing the job right the way that it should be done right especially especially when you know the the power struggle between homeland security and CTU yeah and one one thing i will say about homeland security is i'm upset the only thing that upset me really about season 5 was 
that Miles Papazin. Oh, I was, like, that's who I was going to next. That that he never got what he deserved. I mean, he got he of course he got slapped in the face by Karen Hayes and everything like that. But <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Jack back at CTU, right? Interrogating Miles, right on the 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 recording. Well, I, I would just love to have seen Jack just have his way with Miles, right? And my my guess is that that he ended up uh, in prison because his only promise was from Logan, and obviously Logan was in no position to make promises very shortly. Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm pretty sure that he probably you know once the day was over, I could see Karen and Bill both saying, "Okay, priority number one, go pick him up and arrest him." <laughs> because yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he got what was coming to him after the season right but i still would i still would have loved to have seen would it have happen seen it season. yeah well and and you know he uh you know i i never liked him from the moment they show up at ctu i did not like miles he was a jerk and then you know but karen didn't realize that and you know really even in season five toward, until towards the end you weren't real sure about karen you know she seemed like she was all right but at the same time it's like you know she's the one that's you know stepping over Bill's authority and, you know, chasing Jack and doing all these things. You, you really weren't even sure about Karen at, at the beginning there when she first shows up. She kind of reminded me of a, of a female Lynn McGill. Right, but not the quite only, so the, the, crazy. The only, the only difference was is that she was better equipped to handle the pressure than Lynn was. Right. So I think she came in and tried to do basically what Lynn tried to do, the only problem was is that she had a little bit more um, authority to do so. Yeah, Lynn seemed like the kind of guy that got his job because his dad was a senator or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't – the only authority he had was, you know, people being scared of him and doing what he, what he told them to do basically. He didn't yeah. have any actual leadership skills. It, exactly. He basically had Ryan Chappelle's job. Right. Which eventually went to Bill, and then Bill went to CTU, so it went to Lynn. Right. Well, I think he, you know, and they do a very good job of of uh, filming it, so you don't notice this quite as much. But Lynn kind of had short man syndrome. <laughs> I mean, really, and, and I I can say that, folks, because I'm short. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna call that one because he did. I mean, he had that. I have something to prove. And so I'm going to throw around my authority and my title and I'm going to make you do what I want because by golly, you're supposed to do what I want. Yeah. He, 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 he was talking like he was six, four in actuality. He was about five, six. Right. If that, so (laughs) his, his, his bark was a lot worse than his bite. Right. Right. And I think, and I think Karen, I think Karen was, was one that was actually willing to go through Mm -hmm. with her threats. Right. And it wasn't up until the, up until the end where Karen finally realizes that okay, like everybody should have realized by now, Jack is right. <laughs> so she finally she finally realizes it, mm-hmm. and the 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 look on Karen and Bill's face when when they find out that Chloe has the Attorney General on the line. <laughs> yeah. Karen's like, "What? <laughs> you did what? Yeah." <laughs> So I, th- I think Karen turned out, and then of course we find out later that her and Bill, you know, got together and whatnot. Right. But right, well, Bill offers to take her to dinner at the end of the season there, but you know, yeah. so it kind of leads you to hint that maybe something's going to happen. But you know, you mentioned Chloe having the Attorney General on the line, and that leads to you know the ending of the season, which we're getting close to the end of the episode here, so we should chat with that, chat about that because that was awesome. I mean, you have Jack who you know works his way onto the helicopter. They get in the air. He tells the pilot, "Hey, you know, rip out your rip out your microphone and uh, don't do anything sudden." <laughs> Basically, you know, yeah. Ta- uses a taser on the the two other se- Secret Service guys, and then interrogates the president. And you're like, "Holy crap!" You know, this is a this is a this is a new level even for Jack because Jack respects the presidency. You know, not nest- not even always the president, but he respects the presidency, and. You know, so you have this whole thing where it's like, is Jack really going to torture Charles Logan? You know, and and I think it's funny that, you know, Logan thinks he knows what's going on. And Logan thinks he, you know, 
I guess you could say has Jack's number and is able to convince Jack that, you know, you can't do this. I'm the president kind of thing. And then you find out that Jack never intended on getting a confession out of Logan at that time. You know, that wasn't the point. He just wanted to get close enough so he could put that listening device on Logan. Right. That was, that was the whole point for it because he, he, he knew that, that Logan at that point had, the army, the secret service and everybody in his back pocket. Right. He, he knew at that point that, you know, he had no real evidence of Logan's wrongdoing. Right. So he knew that Logan really had no upside in talking to him. Yeah. He so that's, that's why, that's why he used that to kind of place that listening device on him. And you know what? They do that so well that when everybody was watching, it, I don't think anybody realized what was going on. You know, the first time I watched it, I had no idea what was happening. Even this time, when I went back and rewatched it, I had forgotten. And you yeah, totally I, forget. I, you totally forget until, yeah, when, when uh, Chloe's like, yeah, I have the Attorney General on the line. And you're like, ah, <laughs> nicely done, Jack. And even then, you weren't sure exactly what exactly. he did. <laughs> you know, you're like, was it is it like a, one of those lapel ones where you stick it on the back of the lapel of his jacket? Or, you know, how did yeah. you do it? But... You know, then you have you have Martha who plays her part very well, um, and I don't think she had the fake being upset at Logan because she really was upset at Logan for killing Palmer. So I yeah. mean, it was easy for her to make that scene and easy for her to make Logan believe that she was upset with him because she was. I mean, you know, and then you know when they go in that hangar, and the first thing Logan does is slap her. You're like, oh boy, this isn't going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how a president gets out of the out of like beating his wife, you know, but somehow if anybody can do it, Logan will be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I and I th- and I think that the whole because you you kind of got the idea when when Martha kept saying, you know, you killed David Palmer, then you killed other people to cover it up. You kind of got the idea that okay, something's not right here. Right. I mean, we all know this, so right. why is she repeating it? Right. And then you kind of get the idea later that, okay, there there was a listening device on Charles Logan. Right. And then it was so it was so minuscule. I mean, when the Secret Service went over there and asked for his pen. Right. <laughs> that it was in the top of his pen. It's like, who who could notice that? That was awesome. <laughs> there, there was nothing better than the look on his face when Logan's kind of like, well, you know, you don't have any evidence or something like that. And they pull out the pen. Yeah, and exactly. the look on his face, like the life just drains out of him, and he's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like he 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 knew he knew yeah. it, it was time. And the little, <laughs> and at that point, the little smirks that uh, Martha and uh, Mike have is just awesome. <laughs> just yeah, that, I mean, yeah, you, you got what you got. What's coming to you? I mean, you you notice in all the seasons that we that we saw Mike Novick, we never really saw him smile, right? Until that moment. That point, that's right. <laughs> Until that moment. Yeah. Because not only did, did did Logan get what he what he deserved, but I think that smile on Mike's face was like, okay, David Palmer didn't die for nothing. Right. You know, we got we got the person who was behind David Palmer's assassination. Right. Kind of. And I think I think that's <laughs> the reason that you saw that little smirk on Mike Nova's face. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those. Yeah. You know, we finally some justice for, you know, this person that I respect so deeply. Yeah. And I kind I kind of wish that it was Aaron who took Charles in. Yeah. But we didn't, I don't think we saw Aaron during that final scene. No, no, he wasn't there, but you know, he certainly played a, a big part in it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think Aaron was more active in season five than any other season that I can remember. Right, right. So, um, so Logan has that split second where he, you know, almost loses his composure in front of everybody, and then, to his credit, acts very presidential and just walks to the limo and gets in. <laughs> but, um, you know, then you have, uh, <laughs> um, you have this ending where. You know, Jack and Audrey are finally, it's like, okay, you know, now we can catch up. You know, you've been quote-unquote dead for, you know, 18 months, and we can catch up, and the phone rings, and, you know, the CTU guy says, hey, you know, we, we routed it to a phone inside the inside the building. And, you know, I think I mentioned this with 
Josh a week ago or so where it's like, why didn't they just put it on a cell phone? You know, something was funky there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's come like, on now. Especially as soon as they realized that when they said it was Kim. Right. Like, that, I'll, I'll wait a second. Don't, don't, uh, Kim just said several hours ago that she didn't want to talk to him again. Right. <laughs> and now she's calling. Right. But if you're, in, you know, if you're in Jack's position, you you definitely take that call. I mean, yeah. But but I mean, but I mean, from from a realistic point of view, I mean, don't don't you think if Kim was calling, they would? Don't you, you have know, a cell phone? Or give her his cell phone number? <laughs> right, or something? right. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just it seemed kind of funny. Right, but in the moment, you know, it, and really, even at that point, right at that second, I didn't think anything of it. But yeah. as he's walking in there, it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Jack, don't go in there. Yeah, exactly. It's, especially when you see the phone dangling like that. Right. You just kind of you just kind of feel like something something's not right. Yeah. They they could have rerouted it to Jack's cell phone. They yeah. could have rerouted it to Audrey's cell phone or anybody else standing there. I mean, come on. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, there was no iPhones at that point in time, but let's be honest, in 2006 everybody had a cell phone still. So, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just and I mean, I put mean, it on Jack, any cell phone. Jack, Jack, Jack's had calls rerouted to a cell phone in seasons past, so I mean right. it, it wasn't anything new. Yeah. So I, I think I think at that point you kind of realized something was wrong. Right. And the and look then, on Audrey's face, you know, when she goes in there and he's not there, was priceless. Yeah, like I mean, she knew because she she because she had warned Jack about this earlier in the day. Right. The Chinese are going to find out you're here if you don't yeah. be careful. You you will be exposed. Right. And when she and when she went in, went in there and saw the phone dangling and nobody was there, she knew that you know her her worst fears had been realized. Right. Right. And you kind you kind of knew it was the Chinese, even before that final scene when when Chang came back in the came right. back in the you kind of you kind of knew that it was the Chinese. Right. And you're and, like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> This yeah, Jet. That Jet's gonna have another horrible eighteen months or two years. Right. Yeah, and I mean, so, you know that that being in China really factors into season six. You know, and the things that he experienced really changes the way he looks at, you know, his job and what he has to do. Because I think it's the fact that he realizes what he put people through. You know, he realizes what it feels like. <laughs> You know, to a to a greater extent. I mean, granted, you know, we've had Jack, you know, tortured a bit before and you know beat up, but nothing like eighteen years in a Chinese prison. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, the eighteen months he spent in a, in, a, in a Chinese prison were more than more than anybody could imagine. Right. Especially the fact that, according to Chang in season six, he never said a word. Right. It is an hour 18 months there. But if you look at the prequel, and let, let's end on the prequel to season six here, but if you watch the prequel, he did. I mean, he gave up names. Yeah. But he was tricked into it. You know, and that's, you know, to me, when that happened, as you're watching, and if you haven't seen that prequel, please, you know, go find it. I didn't find a good one on YouTube. I couldn't find a real good one on YouTube, but it's on the DVDs. So if you own the DVDs, um, it's certainly there. Um, but, you know, the look of and, – and as he's being broken out, you know, for people that haven't seen it, um, you know, he's in this Chinese prison. These Americans come and break him out supposedly. And, yeah. um, you know, they're getting away. They're getting away. And then um, they wanted him – before this, they wanted him to identify who the, the, the U.S. – it was like a U.S. spy, I think, within the Chinese government. Um, and they want him to identify this guy, and he won't do it. So they break him out, break him out, and then they get to this place where they're going to go in, and uh, the guy says, you know, do you recognize him? You know, and Jack says, yeah. And at that point, you realize that it was an all, all a setup to get him to talk. And yeah. the look on Jack's face at that point is, you know, just devastation. You know, because he, I mean, it had taken every ounce of who he was not to give up information, and then they got it out of him anyways. Yeah. And... and do we, do we do we ever know who whose name he gave up? It was they say it and they say it was like a an, an American intelligence officer inside the Chinese government, but I don't know that it was ever really connected to any of the other plots that we 
know about. I, I, I don't remember ever seeing that it was, you know, important, you know, regarding a, a season before or a season after. Um, I think yeah, it was no, just somebody that, you know, was giving information to the Americans from the Chinese government. Yeah, I was just thinking of the, the extra credit scene after season six where he's being questioned about, you know, his time in the Chinese prison and being accused of giving up this guy named uh, Marcus Holt or something like that. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out if that was the name. I don't think so. I think it was a I think it was a Chinese guy. Okay. So, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. So anyways, that's a <laughs> that, that, uh, – Six. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a prequel to season six, and that gets us started for next week, when uh, Josh and I will be jumping right into season six and discussing everything that goes on there. So, uh, Joel, appreciate your uh, your input and your viewpoint as always. My pleasure. It was my pleasure talking about one of my favorite seasons in twenty four history. Absolutely. We, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening, we we appreciate your support. We appreciate you interacting with us on twitter we've had a lot of good conversations on there there's a lot of new news coming out about the new episode of 24 the new season uh live another day and actually i don't know if you saw this joel but i was trying to get david fury to give us a little bit of information prior to this this uh recording i I tweeted him and i said hey you know tomorrow morning i'm going to be recording the new episode of the 24 podcast how about a little tidbit of 24 led um information and I didn't get anything, so I don't know if he just didn't get a chance to check his Twitter. I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna ask him and Joel Cernow and Howard Gordon and see if I, see if we can't get some tidbits of information before season, before episodes of the podcast. I, I, I do remember a little exchange that you two had. A, we a did, of ago yes. Where, where you asked him, where you asked him where did the Sintots go? And, yes. <laughs> and David was like, um, Sintots heaven. <laughs> Yes, I did get I did get a a tweet response from David Fury. So David Fury knows who I am, and uh, <laughs> yeah, know you exist. Well, Josh and I were talking about that as we were going through season five, and uh, we started thinking about that. It's like, well, where does the syntax go? They can't just release it into the air, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And I where, don't. Where, where where does the syntax go right. when it's released from the hub? You know, and and I don't know if it's maybe something if it disperses enough to where it's not a problem or what, but. I figured, you know, hey, that was David Fury's episode. He he was the writer for that episode. Let's ask him. He'll know. And then it was <laughs> it was hilarious that his response was just, uh, send talks heaven? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Which it's like, wow, apparently we read more into things than he does. But um, <laughs> exactly. with that, I, I was hoping perhaps I could get a response from him. And maybe I still will and we'll have it on the next episode. But um, we're gonna I'm going to try to do more of that and see if we can't get some of the uh, the the folks to give us some inside inside info. Uh, maybe try to get you know Kiefer and uh, Mary Lynn and and some other people to to give us some tidbits. Even you know I think it'd be cool even if we just get some um, something like hey this is where we're filming today or you know this is a scene you know we're in a an office building that you know this or that. I, I think even that kind of stuff would be kind of cool to you know just hear and you know. So anyways. Yeah, I- I, th- I think it would be nice e- even to get an interview with maybe um, some of the new cast members. Yeah. That are coming up, yeah. Like uh, the, the CIA operatives or right. the British prime minister who we just found out yesterday. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the, some of the new cast members that, that are coming on. Yeah. You know, it'd, be, it'd be nice to just get their experience on, you know, what's it like to be brought on for the, for the, for the new 24 and, you know, had they kept up with 24 prior to this. Right, right. Talk about a bump to your career. You get to be in 24. I mean, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a huge premiere. That's all I know. Yeah, it's going to be a big two-hour premiere. I know that. We'll have to – I'm going to have to talk to Josh about this, but we're going to have to organize some sort of uh, hashtag we can use for the premiere so we can all be tweeting as it's going on and talking about what's going on. But uh, yeah. I think it'd be nice for us to be, you know, live tweeting during. Yeah. Heck yeah. So with that in mind, uh, folks, you can get a hold of us either at uh, the24podcast.com. You can also tweet us at at the24podcast. That's the one that Josh um, manages for the the show. You can also get a hold of me at scrop2, S-K-R-O-P-P-2. And then Joel is at at giftedmoney. And um, we'd love to hear from all you. Oh, and, and Jack, let's throw Jack in there too. Jack's uh, the co-host that helps out with Josh sometimes. 
Um, and he is at uh, Zola, which is Z-Zero-L-L-A. And uh, so, yeah, tweet us all. Let us know what you thought of the, the this, this episode of the podcast and other episodes and favorite parts, least favorite parts, favorite characters, least favorite characters, uh, favorite Jack Bauer line, favorite Morris O'Brien line, whatever you want, really. Um, we, we talk about it. We talk about it all. Usually as I'm doing, going through and doing a rewatch, I'll, uh, I'll tweet funny things that I hear people say and, and, uh, usually use a hashtag, whether it's like Jack quotes or Chloe quotes or, you know, we've got some good ones. So definitely join in with us there and, and, uh, comment and, and share your thoughts. And, and we've had some good, good, uh, discussions and debates about what's going to happen and what should happen. So, uh, we'd love to see you there. So, Joel, until we meet again, appreciate you, my friend, and we will talk to everybody next week. All right.